0: Hello, welcome to your next Imbibe with the tribe brought to you through the Thinkers Workshop. My name is Micah Gadia and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Sean Jackson, but before we talk to him, I do want to start by sharing that this is a recorded, uh, recorded discussion. We will share this on our private podcast feed that's in the uh, Thinkers Workshop, and you can also watch it in the Thinkers Workshop in the Education Library. Thank you so much for being here. Jared Morris has joined us now, so if you do hear different voices throughout this podcast, you will um, you'll know that other people have joined. So, Sean, how are you today?
1: As always, I am well. Now that you're doing the show, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, this has been great. I love Imbibe with the Tribe and Jared Morris. I see you're on mute. But we'd love for you to say hello.
2: Hello, how are you, Micah?
0: I'm good. I'm Typical so Jared. glad you could join he us. He shows
1: up with his fancy microphone and his, you know, baritone oh. voice. What? Who? Are what?
2: I didn't. One? I wasn't aware this was being recorded. I mean, if it's being recorded, then we got to go with the uh, <laughs> with the good mic. It's true.
0: Uh, it's true. So this week we are talking about sharing your ideas. And I think the number one thing I want anyone listening or anyone watching to get is that your ideas are important. I'm going to start off with a little story, (laughs) and then we'll jump into ways that we can share it. And Obviously, our Thinkers app was designed for just this exact type of collaboration, or not this exact type of collaboration, but you'll understand. So I ask in a previous life, I say, I'm so scared to share my idea with my audience, right? I'm scared to share my art. I'm scared to share my idea. And someone that was through copy (laughs) blogger says, well, if I have a broken arm and you know how to bandage it and fix it, then I need you to share your idea. And I have held on to that thought that each of our ideas probably is trying to fix a problem fix something that's wrong in our own lives or fix something that we see wrong in other people's lives and your ideas matter. They will help. They will fix your, your books that you put out into the world, um, are important. And so that's what I wanted to start out with just to share that you are important. Your ideas matter. And that's why the thinkers manifesto was created in the first place. So there, that is my beginning, Sean and Sean and Jared. If you guys want to, who came up with that that?
1: idea? Man. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not sure about this. Now, it is it is an interesting topic and certainly based on the uh, post that Jared did about you know teams and the value of uh, teamwork, especially in the future. And sharing ideas within a team can be very tough. Um, it's very hard, but you're absolutely right. If an idea is to have value um, beyond just sitting in your head, it needs to be written down and it needs to be shared. It is the fundamental aspect of all great ideas because it is only through that sharing that you can refine an idea to make it right. better. Or more importantly, you can inspire others with that idea. So I at the end of the day, sharing is as important as the idea itself because the idea will mature through the sharing process and have more value.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I think something that's interesting to think about when it comes to sharing ideas is that it is easy to think that sharing your ideas is a selfish act. Like, oh, well, I'm taking up the time. I'm taking up the space to share my ideas. But it's really not. I think, you know, this point was reinforced to me. I recently read Seth Godin's new book, The Practice, And Seth Godin often it really is. And Seth Godin often talks about, you know, the generosity of putting your art out there, putting your work out there, you know, even even if it's not perfect. You know, as long as it's, you know, the best that you can do to put it out there. And I think the same is true with ideas. I think there is a fine line between you know you don't want to just put out every half baked idea that you have right and totally dominate every conversation and derail you know team meetings with every idea but we all know that there are ideas that we've thought about we're excited about but we're a little nervous about it you know we're nervous about the judgment we're nervous if we'll explain it the right way we're like like me right now you know, I was I had this idea as you were talking. I don't exactly know how to explain it the best, but I think there's something useful here. And so there is a selflessness and a generosity yes. about putting yourself out there and putting the idea out there. So now Sean can run with it or you can run with it, Micah, and now it can be better. Mm. You know, but sometimes we're so worried about protecting our own ego and our own self-image and not doing anything that will invite criticism or make us look bad that we actually keep ourselves from putting the ideas out there that are really going to help people. And so I think that's, that's just, that's such an important idea to to keep in mind when it comes to sharing. And yeah. you know, I, if, but
1: I'm going to push on this a little bit because I agree hundred percent, but I think the single most important factor in sharing, are you in the right uh, culture to share? Because I sure, yeah, it, you know, you we safe? talk about that in season two of the Thinker's Manifesto, uh, where we talk about culture, right? I mean, we've all been in cultures where sharing is somewhat discouraged, right? I remember one time when I was very young, you know, kind of first out of college job type of thing. I remember my boss saying, I don't pay you to think, I pay you to do, right? So what kind of environment does that foster to say, you know, it's okay to share an idea, even a stupid idea, because there are stupid ideas. I I hate that term. There are no stupid. No, there's plenty of stupid ideas. I generate most of them, (laughs) I know that they're stupid, (laughs) but- if you're not in the right culture, if you're not in the right environment that condones sharing, that is accepting of stupid ideas, that is not someone who either dismisses it or penalizes it because they are shared, is probably more important than anything else. I mean, this is the one thing that I've seen over my career, and I know you two have experienced it as well, is there are some cultures where people don't really give a, you know, a care about what you have to say what you have to uh, to contribute. They just right. want you to do what it is that you were hired or were tasked to do and not an environment was like, no, we want to be welcoming of even stupid ideas. You know, because my opinion is that once you get through all the stupid ideas, the only ones left are the good ones.
0: Right. Well, that is one oh. of the things I have written down for this is trust. Like, I don't want, my invitation is not to share an idea with someone that you know is going to squash it right? Because I don't think that's helpful. And we know who those people are in our lives. We know what types of teams that, you know, that we are. So creating that space for trust or someone that you already trust, I think is imperative when you're sharing your ideas.
2: Yeah, I agree completely. And, you know, to, to go on Sean's point as well, you know, there aren't, or, or there are stupid ideas But also you know sometimes an idea that's looked at as stupid there's a kernel of something worthwhile in and that can be the jumping off point so that full idea itself might have been stupid but now you've presented it opened it up and someone else has a different perspective and they can take it and run with it and that process of discovery and i think micah to the point that you're making some organizations some teams that are very top down aren't really interested in the process of discovery because the the person at the top may be the one with the ideas and the vision and they just want to execute that vision and that may work, actually, if this, is a really, if this is someone who really understands the space that they're in, but you're always going to be limited by that person's ability. And very few of us are able to have contained within our own heads, you know, right. all of the ideas and strategies and things that we need to succeed. And certainly to succeed long term in, in, you know, in various ways. So I think that's, that approach is not going to serve most organizations or teams very well.
1: You know, I'm a big fan of Ray Dalio and what they do over at Bridgewater. And one of the things he references is, and we're of an age that we remember Polaroid, right? Remember the Polaroid camera, right?
0: Yes. And the,
1: the guy who invented it, who I don't know off the top of my head, was brilliant. He was truly the Steve Jobs of his day. And so everybody would sit there and, you know, kowtow to this intellect who was extremely bright. But because the environment was such that you could not challenge the master if you will then polaroid ended up in the you know dung heap of you know businesses that had a great technological breakthrough but never made it past the eventual you know disintermediation that technology brings and i think you know ray when he built bridgewater it is about this radical transparency right they they audiotape every phone call they videotape every meeting i mean and anyone in the company can see what anyone is saying. And on top of which, everyone is encouraged to share their opinion, their thoughts, their ideas. I mean, in fact, you will get in trouble and you can lose your job if you are not contributing. But that does not mean to say that every idea has the same value or weight, back to what Jared said. And I think cultures that realize that, yes, we want everyone's opinions and we want to create you know a safe space, if you will, for the sharing of those ideas and opinions. Everybody has a different weight in what they are, right? One of the things you referenced in this meeting was, you know, who is the final decision maker, right? You know, so that has to be clearly understood, you know, and there is a person, there is one person who is the final decision maker, but are they creating the environment that says, I need a whole bunch of input so that when I am, you know, deciding on the way to go, I've got everybody's voice on the table, whether we do it or not.
2: Yeah. I think there's also a third element, by the way, Edwin Land was the elementary. Yes, inventor that's of the, it. Edwin Land. That's right. Um I think so I think there's a third element. So you need Sean that an environment where people feel safe to share ideas, you know, where you're not gonna get lambasted because you present a bad idea. It's part of the process, mm-hmm. part of the journey. And I think everybody needs to understand who the final decision maker is. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. that can lead to gridlock, confusion, you know, yeah. hurt feelings, all kinds of things. But I think the other thing that you need to really kind of make this work and be in a place where people really feel like ideas are valued and they feel comfortable and enthusiastic about sharing them is a place where the best idea wins the day. So a place where you do have a decision maker, but you know, you trust that the decision maker is choosing based on the merit of the ideas, not politics, not personal preference, because that can really kill your enthusiasm when it's like, wait a minute, like, I'm excited. You know, I'm going to put my idea out there. I'm fine if the best idea wins. But, you know, she picked that guy's idea just because it's her, you know, nephew. Well, that's (laughs) BS, you know, so that, that can stifle the enthusiasm that you need for ideas because ideas need enthusiasm. Yeah. You know, an idea that is not presented with enthusiasm is, is an idea that's not really given a fair shake. And if you want people to present their ideas well, you need to be in an environment where they feel like, hey, you know, if my idea is the best one, it'll get chosen. But you know what? If it doesn't, that's not that's not a statement on me personally. I'm not attached to the idea as part of my identity. I want the team to win But I am going to take it a little personally if the bad ideas are the ones that keep getting chosen for no other reason than this external stuff that isn't about the team succeeding. So that third element, I think, is really important for this to last and to actually build a strong, cohesive culture that is actually moving in the same direction.
0: Right. And hopefully you have some buy in to the I mean, that's the hope. There's a final decision maker, but hopefully if everyone's contributing. You know, so if you are contributing your idea to whatever problem you're trying to solve, hopefully you have some buy in to the final result anyway. And even if yours doesn't get picked, you're like, yeah, that's the best. And we're going to nail whatever it is that you're trying to solve.
1: Well, let's kind of set up the how to of this, because if anyone's listening to this or watching it, I think it's important that we kind of give the how to, you know, how to share how to come in and take, you know, uh, an idea forward, right? Because it always starts as electrons in your brain, right? You know, swirling around. So what is the best process that you guys recommend for starting that process of, of sharing an idea? Let's just walk through it in the time that we have left.
2: Well, I would say even before you get to the point of sharing the idea, I think you need to give yourself the mental space to really explore the idea yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times we get you know, as you say, the electrons are frying, like we get struck with this initial jolt of the idea. But we live in a time where we don't have a lot of mental space. We're always doing stuff. We're always distracted. You know, so are we actually giving ourselves time to let this idea marinate a little bit? You don't want to let it marinate forever. But you also don't necessarily want to just blurt an idea out the first time you think about it. You want to think right. it through a little bit. You want to explore it. You want to maybe set it aside for a little bit. Let your subconscious work on it. Come back to it a little bit later. Write it down. So I think you want to have kind of a, a process that you have personally to give an idea a little bit of space, but not totally let it go. You know, it's, it's almost like when you're fishing, you get some some you know get it on the line, but if it's really fighting you hard, sometimes you have to let a bit of, a little bit of line out and then pull back, and then let a little line you know pull back. And I think it can be the same thing with an idea. And so having a process that you go through personally to make sure that, you know, and it might be going for a walk, it might be sitting down and writing, it might be a meditation, it may be whatever it is that works for you. But before you just run to share it, give the idea a little bit of time yourself to properly marinate and to properly explore it, to at least get it into a format that is ready to be shared that to me would be the first step. And it is it is easy to kind of forget that step in our zeal sometimes to just immediately share something that we're excited about.
0: Right, and then to continue on with that. So do all of that, but then for me, have a couple days where you're still super excited about it. Like for me, I'm all about the energy of it. Um, am I still excited about this idea? Because sometimes it will fizzle and then you're on to the next thing and then you don't wanna spend time on something that you're like, meh, you know? Um I and, and I should say,
2: Micah, that, that's different than like a like if you're in a brainstorming session with a team, at that point you are just kind of blurting out ideas. Oh, right, right, right. But if we're talking about kind of the initial, you know, you're you know, thinking through something, have an idea, that's where I think it makes sense to give it a little more space just to make okay. sure that that distinction is stated.
1: Brainstorming is broken. Brain writing works better. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh. But it. But that's to the point, though, because even in a brainstorming session, which we've written about, it's better to do a brain writing technique, which we cover in the workshop, because True. then you're enforcing people to take the time. I mean, I think, you know, for me especially, I like blurting out ideas because I, can, I, I think and I talk sometimes at the same time. But I would also say to continue this process as you're ruminating on this and you don't want to ruminate too long. You want, you do want to kind of get it out there from the ether into in somebody else's opinion. I love the idea of sharing concepts with people who have no vested interest in the idea or outcome because they can often give you honest feedback. Um, because I do think there's two types of sharing that we engage in. I do want to take time to write up an idea to really kind of, you know, put some initial thought behind it, but I do know that it needs to be refined. And I think to that end, it's sometimes helpful to find a couple of people that, you know, don't really care that you're like, Hey, I have this, what is your opinion, you know, about what I am saying, you know, and they're going to give you some honest opinion. And sometimes that's hard to come back on.
2: As long as you put it in the proper context. Yes. Because that the one issue with getting opinions from people who don't have an investment, which is good, because sometimes you can get kind of an unvarnished, objective opinion, but you can also get an opinion that lacks the context you need to really make a decision. So it's one of those things. You have to be mature enough and put it in the right frame of mind to handle it and kind of be able to, okay, I've got some opinions here from people that are really invested, some objective opinions over here. Let me kind of triangulate that now and figure out what's best.
1: But that's where I think you share it with people who have subject matter expertise, right? Well, and we talked about that in the manifesto is share it with people that actually have a frame of reference for kind of where you're coming from, right? You know, sharing it with your kids is not going to give you the same value no. as sharing it with somebody who's probably experienced in the past, but has no vested interest in what you're deciding now.
0: Well, here's one of the things with your idea, whatever it is. Share it just like Sean said, but I, okay, here's real life in the last six months from for me. I have a book I really want to write. I really like this book. I like reading it. I want to get it done. It's just a check mark at this point. I have a meeting with a publisher that I've worked with already, and they say to me, and I am not kidding, no, you don't, don't write this book unless you're putting your art in it. Do not write this book and this is why and this is i mean the whole meeting the whole one hour meeting that I paid for was do not write this book because it's not worth it for you and I'm like but it is worth it for me because it's just a check mark I just want to get it done out and then I can move on to the next thing so I you know for three days I'm picking myself up off the floor for someone that I asked to give me an opinion which I was grateful for right so then I hire someone else and I say just read it and tell me your thoughts because if two editors say no Mm -hmm. then I will say, okay, then I'm just going to put it on the back burner. Second editor said, this is a wonderful book and people will love it. And so the other thing is like, if you're going to share, sometimes you don't even need other people. Sometimes you know, you're going to do something regardless. Um, Does that make sense? Yeah, but I
1: think it leads to a lot of danger. And I'll it does tell you- it
0: does. But I'm just saying that literally happened to me in the last six months. And so now I'm furiously writing this book and I'm just going to get it out into the world and done so that I can move on to my next idea.
2: But your ultimate decision and your ultimate action to write the book does not mean that the initial seeking of the advice from the publisher or even their advice was invalid, you know, from their perspective, Correct. seeing it across, you know, seeing you as a grouping of a lot of different people, that is probably good advice. You know, but you just happen to believe in it enough that you're going to do it anyway. But that's fine. At least you got that perspective and you understood a risk and you understood another perspective. It doesn't mean you have to listen to it, but it does still make your final decision more well-rounded and one that you can even feel more confident in because there was some diversity of opinion that went into it.
0: That is exactly what happened. I feel yeah. so confident now. So and, yeah. So the first thing is seek expert advice, in my opinion, or seek expert consult.
1: Or people that have you know context that have gone through the experience before, you know. But to continue on, so we've given some good advice so far. Think about it. Write about it. Talk to people that know what the heck they're you know uh, that have a relevant expertise in it. Um, and I will go into the other thing that we talked about in the season two of the manifesto was finding your uh, protoclitos. <laughs> because I do think that you, at some point, as you are sharing an idea, even in a small group setting, you're going to need the first follower, which is the term protokletos is oh, yeah. about the first follower, right? You do need someone outside of yourself to help champion the idea. Because it does, and and we've seen this repeatedly, where you have that one champion, someone who says, I get it. I'm excited about it. I want to advocate for it. I think those people should be the next step in the ideal sharing process. Uh, And it doesn't have to be the final decision maker, but it has to be someone who genuinely is like, I want to be a part of this. This is something I would put value on it because we've all been through processes where you're the only one advocating for something and you, you probably followed all these steps, but you're the only one advocating for it. And people are like, whatever, we know you are biased. Let's move on. And I think finding that initial advocate who stands up and says, "I think this is worth pursuing," is absolutely crucial.
2: Well, is not I think it's isn't it called Robert's Rules of Order that they use in like parliamentary mm-hmm. procedures? And we yes. used it in our fraternity in college. Where basically, if you want to present an idea, you have to have someone second it. That's right it to go anywhere. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's That's kind right. of the same the same principle. That's right. There should be some buy in from somebody else.
1: And I think as you follow that process. I think it's important to be looking out for those people who are going to advocate for it because, again, you're trying to share a concept with a a wider group and inevitably there are emotions that are played into it. We know uh, from all the research, you know, authority kind of matters, right? Well, one of the authority uh, methods is just the collective consensus, right? which sometimes is good, sometimes is bad, but the collective consensus can be an authority to help propel an ideal forward. doesn't mean it will always get implemented or be successful, but it is an important part of the conversation.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Um, so I would like to segue into the thinkers app and sharing. Sure. Um, I think it's super important that everyone know that we created a product that that encourages this exact concept of sharing your ideas for collaboration.
1: Yeah. And it's funny. It was the very first thing that was built in the app when we (laughs) started. In fact, we built the collaboration system before we actually built the app out there. Um, And let me kind of explain and thank you for bringing it up, Micah, uh, because there is some, there is a, a concept behind this. Too often we are not taking time to write things down right? To really, as we were already illustrated, to really spend time ruminating, thinking through, collaborating, you know, trying to figure out how to, you know, put an idea from the ether into the real. Web-based collaboration was something that we felt was crucial because you do want to be able to get people's opinions quickly, okay? And you want to do it in a process that is managed. Oftentimes, we just write up something, throw it onto email, send it out there, hope somebody replies back, and then we get it. And then we're like, well, okay, let me send somebody else. Or then you have these long chains of threads. I mean, email is valuable, but you know, quite frankly, uh, it can get very um, disorganized fast. There are other systems out there, but the problem with most web-based or most solutions out there is they require everybody to have login access to this common environment. So for us, it was really simple. If you have an idea and you need to share it, what is the fastest way to get something shared with someone and that is literally sending them a link to a web page where they can add a comment. And because of that, we built the system and especially inside of the app so that you could do that. So you could send a link to 20 people and let them give their comment. They can actually tap on the screen and say this is my opinion on X and the app will alert you to it. But the the more important than, than that was We wanted it to be fast and we did not want to put an impediment in the process. And I cannot tell you how frustrating it was for us when we were going through this. It's like, well, should someone log in? Do we have to validate? Do they need an account on the app? And we're like, no, just get the idea in a way that you can consume it that is A, easy to manage, B, has the least amount of friction, and C, actually has a benefit. And so to me, that was one of the things I was most proud of when we built it. And I really hope people start using it more. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
2: And, you know, especially the new version of the app, it goes into what we talked about earlier, which is, you know, you need to have a process for yourself to actually explore and explain an idea. And that might be writing the idea down in a notebook. That might be recording yourself, talking it out in audio message. It might be recording a video. Like there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of work through an idea and that is best for you to share an idea. And... That that all those different features are built into the app because you can share all of those different mediums with people. And that's really important because you don't want to be pigeonholed into just having to like type it out in text. If you're a verbal person, you can explain it better. Or if your enthusiasm really comes across on video and you want to share it that way, well, that's a yeah. great way to share it. And so being able to fit the proper con- Context is everything, you know, in so many yeah. elements of life. And I think it's easy to overlook the importance of context. And the context you know, it's, it's the same thing for an idea. And so being able to kind of match the way that you share an idea for the way that it should be shared so that it matches the context is just very important. So having an app with the versatility to do that is important, which is why I like the thinkers app. Right. (laughs)
1: And I think it's some, you know, overall, then kind of at the end, our discussion, you know, we spent a lot of time and resources thinking about thinking, right? Uh We've created videos, we've created the podcast series. I mean, we've gone in depth on a lot of these concepts. And the one thing that I just hope people take away from anything and everything we do is that our belief system, the way that we view the world, the advice that we give, we infuse into the products that we create. So I you know most people just create up something throw it out there and, and and it's almost disingenuous in their passion for it. In our case we really did believe in the things that we would advocate anyone to do when it comes to thinking better and we created up the tools that enable that belief system. And so I hope everyone tries out the app certainly. I hope everyone gets a notebook and tries it out and you know knowing that there are bigger concepts Than just the functionality that we put into it. Because at the end of the day, it is about ideas. It is about sharing. It is about doing more with what you've got.
0: Yeah. Your ideas matter. Your ideas matter. That's what the Thinkers team believes.
2: There you go. Be be generous with your ideas.
0: Be generous with your ideas, share them, and hopefully you can go and solve problems. Uh, That's what we're all trying to do. Uh, Feel free to share any ideas in the Thinkers workshop. Uh, We'll be there to support you and cheer you on, hopefully. And um, thank you so much for joining us for this session of Imbibe with the Tribe. Sean and Jared, thank you for joining us today. It was an absolute delight to have us together again. Thanks.